Before we start, we wish to acknowledge that this program is recorded on unsurrendered and unceded traditional Wollastique land. Tin Can Chronicles contains strong language, i.e., the F word. Listener discretion is advised. Please enjoy the show. Ah, springtime. You can smell it in the air all around St. John. The salt air blowing in from the bay, the aroma of earth thawing, weed smoke, barbecues, and of course, change. And I'm not talking about the air smelling like sweaty old nickels, I mean change, change. As I write this, dear old St. John is fast approaching a municipal election. A chance to clean house, perhaps renovate or add a granny suite to said house, or even drive a car into the front of the house. At this moment, at least a quarter of New Brunswickers have had at least one vaccine dose, with many more, yours truly included, absolutely chomping at the bit to get it as soon as possible. Even though outbreaks in Fredericton and Nova Scotia have shown us how fragile our detente with COVID-19 truly is, there's no doubt that some sort of end is in sight. And, of course, there is the springtime of it all. The sun is out and the grass will soon be green as a go-light. If anything is possible, as certain civic boosters like to tell us from a comfortable distance, this must certainly be the time. So what will our city and yours be like once the winter comes again and freezes things into place? Wherever you are, this question deserves some thought. So sit back, relax, and check your levels. This is Tin Can Chronicles. Well, it's snowing outside, Neil, and I have to say I didn't bring my A-game today. I'm feeling a little a little sort of overwhelmed. Yeah, I walked, uh, I came out of my door, walked outside, and it was starting to snow, and <laughs> it just collapsed my enthusiasm for this project like a bad meringue. So up yours, Mother Nature. I hate your guts. In all seriousness, though, it is nice to see you. It's nice to see you, too. Even though I had to trudge through yeah. millimeters of <laughs> millimeters. snow and rain to get here. Yeah. yeah, and it was definitely, you know, the wind tunnel as as well. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but spring is in the air, sure, spring, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, I've been very fortunate. Uh, I, I try to carve out a little bit of time every day just to get outside and, if nothing else, sit in a park. Right. Um, and absorb some of that good, good vitamin D. And it's been very helpful. So I'm really enjoying that so far. Do you know what that this is? This actually will probably lead into something that that uh, 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 we were going to talk about anyway. When I lived in Ottawa, I really loved it there. And one of the things I really liked about Ottawa was there was like there's so much green space there, right? Mm, so much yes. green space, and the canal was amazing. Like you could walk for thirty kilometers within the city of of Ottawa and just be in green space. And they oh, had all of these benches, and all of the benches there were benches everywhere, and all of the benches faced the water. Right? Yeah. Great and idea. I find it difficult here because I don't feel I, I if I I think there's really only one bench and that's the like the lone one down on Tin Can Beach oh, that, yeah. I, that actually faces the water. Because even the ones because even the ones that are along like Water Street, right? They face the road. 
Like, like which like, everyone wants to see when they're sitting down. Like, absolutely, when you take. Well, I look at the harbor behind you, and you could look at um, <laughs> right. The, you know, there's there's the there's Let's Hummus, there's Pivot, there's a bunch of businesses that seem to be for cruise ship passengers. Right, but right. No, we don't have any cruise ship passengers. Right, anymore. and no no prospect. Anyways, I just thought it was because like I too would like to. I used to really like that about Ottawa is that it was a, a respite. I could go and sit somewhere outside and be kind of relatively, yeah, you know, facing nature. As opposed to like facing asphalt, um, yeah, facing a pile of uh, of soot or something. Um, but you know, I mean, we do have some nice spaces. Like I, I like uh, you know, like Queen I'm, Square. I'm all about Queen Square. Queen exactly. Square is gorgeous. Yeah, and, and Queen Square is great. Uh, and the loyalist people, and the loyalist, and the loyalist cemetery uh, on a nice sunny day. Like there's there's some pretty cool cool spots there. Uh, so the Loyalist City Burial Ground, uh, for those who don't know it, it is – St. John is the Loyalist City, um, whatever – whether we want it to be or not. And there are a bunch of Loyalists buried in an old uh, burial ground, and it's a park that people can go and hang out in. And it's right next to my apartment. And I remember the first day I went through there, like after all the snow had started to melt, it was kind of – things were getting back to normal – for some reason, somebody had scattered DVDs all over that park, <laughs> like in cases and without. So I was just walking along and then all of a sudden I'm like, what is that DVD copy of Deep Blue Sea doing here? And there was a little trail of them. <laughs> I mean, there are so many stories to tell walking through the public spaces of of, of St. John. Oh. I, I always find King Square to be uh, really quite a remarkable um sort of anthropological walk through the neighborhood. I once saw an iguana there. <laughs> and usually, like, I've seen people with lizards and they have them on their, their shoulders or, or, like, I don't know if you have a lizard leash or what. I'm not a lizard expert. <laughs> but clearly someone just taken their iguana out and it was just wandering around. And it was like, nobody else seemed to notice it. And I genuinely felt like I was having some sort of uh, hallucinatory <laughs> experience. of seeing lizards in the park. Did you see that, uh, that, that little clip on the internet? Of the woman Probably. who filmed, I don't know what it is. The woman who filmed outside of her window and 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 recorded what appears to be a small dinosaur running through her yard. No. <laughs> yes. Do check it out. Okay, I will. Jeez, <laughs> uh, you mentioned a clip on the internet that I haven't seen. That's <laughs> that in itself. I'm ex- I'm what they call extremely online. So. <sighs> like, yeah, I am so like it's doom scrolling for sure mm-hmm. but i'm doom scrolling for pet rescue things like yeah. i have watched so many pet rescue things the last year i'm a sucker for those yeah there's this publication called the dodo oh. which the algorithm has figured out yeah like this oh, idiot yeah. wants just to have his maw crammed with stuff from the dodo <sighs> yeah. and it's basically just like uh uh you know this puppy uh didn't like anyone when he was adopted but now he's best friends with this monitor lizard yes and yes. here's a bunch of cute you know, ukulele music over top. I, I don't want to sucker for that shit. I, I don't want to know how many minutes a day I watch Dodo stuff. Yeah, so so uh, Dodo, if you're doing any sponsorship deals, please uh, we will uh, send us some animals. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll be reaching out. to Send you. us a hutch of rabbits, and we'll give you some good content. So uh, here we are. This is our th- yeah, you're, our you're third. Well, thanks. Yeah, weirdly, a couple people have been telling me that lately, and I can't understand why. Well, I think it's just the the day you got the vaccine. You were you were you were seeming a little bit like, uh, oh my uh, god, I'm gonna check out. 
Yeah, that was uh, that, that was that was surprising. Um, yes, I I got vaccinated and mm-hmm. uh, and Lucky uh, bastard. yeah, and someone I actually someone else uh, someone else I know got vaccinated and they described it. They were like, "Do you remember that time that you stayed out?" all night long drinking and then you went to the breakfast place and then you went to bed that's how i feel that's wow. the kind of hangover and it was like yeah it was pretty it was pretty very specific it was very specific and and she said i would do it again in a heartbeat and myself as well oh, i would like, too yeah. i'm so like listen i'll take that astrazeneca vaccine <laughs> yeah yeah did you think you think i'm scared of a listen I've been on medications for the last five years that have a little black box on them saying, this could actually kill you. I don't care. I don't care. Just, it's just I'll drink it. Just, just leave some outside my place. I want it. I, think I want the vaccine now. I was surprised because I, th- I noticed the next day, and, and we, did, we did some recording the next day, and I was definitely not on, on my game. Uh, thank God Adam K was. Um, but I also... I wasn't sure if there was a little bit of, it's a little bit of a letdown. Like there's a little bit of an emotional letdown. I mean, this is something oh, that, okay. that I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, because like collectively, this is something that we're all everybody's yearning for. This you know, like this 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 thing that's going to happen. That's the start of the road back to normal. Mm-hmm. And after I got the jab, I remember walking outside and just kind of going. <laughs> Is this all there is? is it really, pretty much. It's like it's like. Well, so what's changed here? And it's like, well, not really anything in the in, in the here and now. You got so. a little guy in there making all sorts of mRNA. To- <laughs> God love him. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, and I think that's it's just it. it you know, that was something that happened, and thank God, I, I you know, lucky to be able to get a vaccination. But I don't feel all that much further forward. Right now, I suppose you still got to wait for round two, and then you know, yeah, and when like, you know, you know, it's. I suppose then you can kind of say, "Well, I, I've done it. I'm vaxxed. Now I the mean, healing can begin." And I, I guess part of it is is like also you know currently um, you know in our jurisdiction and the jurisdictions around us, um, you know, it's not going so well. It's not going great. Oh um, my god! Did you? I know we don't. Is this have... another? Is this another cute animal? Oh thing? no! Oh no! Oh well, crocodile tears. Oh, yeah. really? Did you Go see on. Doug Ford's press conference? Um, I didn't see this specific press conference, but I've been reading a lot about uh, old Doug Ford and oh. the fact that he doesn't know how to use a laptop, oh. which is concerning. That was quite. Yeah, apparently he's still using Blackberries. He I... has this like store in Etobicoke that's just like got a bunch of them on standby for yeah. him if one breaks. <laughs> I, I mean, he probably has his fucking hash clients from from twenty twenty years <laughs> yeah, ago, and, yeah. and, and you know, saved in the memory, so he can't uh... allegedly question mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. just, that's just that's just uh, crossing our uh, um, dotting our eyes there. Um, but yeah, yeah. So so apparently, he, like his most recent news conference was admitting what a like a colossal fuck up they are, uh, and then and and prompted to and and decided to throw in some tears. About how hard oh. it is for everybody. Oh, anyways, geez. so that guy, that guy, like you know, really. I, I discovered there was a third Ford brother. <laughs> I, I didn't know this, but there's a third Ford brother. Does he not talk and honk a horn when he? Uh, when, <laughs> when, <laughs> uh, yeah, like he's the Harpo Marx. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, his name's Randy, and I found a picture of him, and he's got like <sighs> he, he's got like. Wayfarer shades and like this, this, 
wide-brimmed hat. He kind of looks like if The Undertaker was a Ford brother. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what he does, but, you know, at this point, let's just let's just scoot, scoot old Dougie out. Let's just try Randy. I mean, it's... Maybe that maybe that'll be it can't be worse, certainly. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure someone said that about his younger brother, and it's like, oh yeah, actually, yeah, hold my beer, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Do you remember where you were when the crack video the Rob Ford crack video, they they finally found it? Um That was a big that was a big moment. I think we I all knew li- it was out there. Yeah. I I mean by that time, I mean it was I, I think I'd left Toronto by that point, and it was just clearly just like a, a shambles and, yeah. and, and, and no, and, uh, and no, you know, reason was not, was not prevailing in anybody's sort of, uh, sort of, you know, I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> and I, I, well, anyways, actually that's something Corey later on, we have to cut out every time I say it's interesting, which should, remove but it about, is interesting. Well, it's going to remove about 40% of what I say. What are we going to replace it with? Should we just like, Control F, replace something. Yeah, I don't know what. It's really interesting, maybe. <laughs> Throw a really on there. What's your hurry? Well, here we are. Here we are. Uh, I think we should get ourselves uh, a song going. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Our first song is a brand new track from Fish Sticks, and it's called Reggie. Peter, tell us a little bit about it. Hey, this is pretty exciting. Uh, we get to, uh, we've kicked off each of the shows with a banger. So uh, in that fine tradition, uh, Fish Sticks is this amazing electronic duo from here in uh, St. John. Um, they've played a couple of shows, Quality Block. Legendary quality, legendary, legendary quality blog party shows. If you know, uh, you know. And these guys, and it's just they just creating this great kind of this really high energy uh, dance music. And this is a track off of a brand new record that's coming out. And they're associated with our, our friends uh, in the Moon Drip uh, Collective. All right, uh, Stella Leona was a track we played earlier. Okay, well, let's get into this banger from Fish Sticks. It's called Reggie.
All right. So, uh, Teen Can Chronicles, episode three. Right. Still going strong, <laughs> undefeated. <laughs> uh, I mean, Peter, we, did, we hey, did what we said we were going to do. I think so. Now, yeah. now Peter, um, I don't mean to, to uh, make any comments about your personal appearance to the people at home, but it seems as though you have a bonnet on, and it seems like you might have a bee in that bonnet. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah, that was a good one. Long way around the barn, but I got there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like uh, I, I, we were talking before the podcast and like, you know, I've already had not necessarily fights, but, you know, two, two discussions today. Um, and uh, so recently, a few weeks ago, well, actually, August of 2019, I was going very down specific. very specific because I have a photo on my phone. Really? I, yeah. Okay. I went down to Tin Can Beach and I noticed that there was a for sale sign on the field that's adjacent to the entrance to Tin, Tin Can Beach. Yes, uh, it, it, if, if you're going down towards the beach, and this is just a little audio tour for all those people listening at home, if you're going down towards the beach, you will notice on your left there is a, an armory uh, and an office building. And then there's a big expanse of green space. Yes. Big old field, which in fairness, when you walk through it, has the detritus of other buildings there. Like, like, like mm. it, it hasn't been a pristine field its entire life, but, no. it, but it is what it, it, that is what it is now. But uh, uh, in August of 19, August 2019, I noticed that there was a for sale sign on the property. Mm-hmm. I took a picture of it. Mm-hmm. I probably sent it to Julia Wright and went, this isn't great. And, uh, and then that was the sort of the last, last, last kind of, kind of like thought about it. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, there was an article in the newspaper uh, about... I'm familiar. Your, the Telegraph Journal? The, the TJ. The, the TJ. The TJ. Uh, and um, yeah, so there was an article about uh, 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 an investor from Victoria, B.C., uh, was intrigued by this area because there's, you know, seems to be some value and uh, came down, couldn't believe that there was a piece of property available basically on the ocean mm-hmm. and, uh, and bought it and is developing a, um, and has developed a proposal for a, a, a housing development called the Landmark. A Landmark. The Landmark. And so there was an article in the paper a couple of weeks ago um, which seemed to my mind to be like a public relations trial balloon. Uh, uh, where you, okay, where, where you float it, you see what float, people think. See what the commentary yeah. is. And, and, uh, and so there was, a, you know, there was a little bit of back and forth and usual you know, social media, con- you know, don't ever read the comment section. And, uh, and, I was like, oh, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know what's going to come of this. Anyways, on Monday... This mm-hmm. last Monday. Yep. We've gone from August 2019. We're now in, what month is this? April 2021. April, April 2020. And, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and so uh, our council here in- uh, Our common council. Our common council, um, who, by the way, are, uh, there, there's an election May 10th here municipally, which is going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. We've got to get, 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 into, get into, get into that, that later. That. There's, there's a couple of candidates in oh. particular, but we'll, we'll, we'll put a stopper in that one. Um, and anyways, uh, they they needed a rezoning permit. They needed to be able to rezone to develop the property. So what, what is it now? I don't even know what it was. Like I, I think it was commercial property. Okay. And so now, and so now it's been rezoned for 160 unit uh, apartment complex. Now that's with, a lot of units. It's a lot of units. There's a lot of uh, it's a lot of bodies. Um, there's going to be underground parking, which of course 
parking excites everybody here in St. John. It really does. It seem really to be does. Like a, it's like a whoa, underground parking. Like, oh, you can't see me, but I'm just like rubbing myself, rubbing my shoulders. So, so I, of course, you know, it's like it's like I don't. I'm 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 not necessarily. I'm, I'm not necessarily opposed to this. I'm just not super convinced that this really is the best use of this property. And I think that there's ramifications from the development of that space, which will uh, directly impact us and the other residents of of the south end of, of St. John and St. John proper, because I think it is going to have an impact on access to the 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 rest of the property, the Tin Can Beach property proper. Yeah, that is that's kind of uh, a concern I share as well, because part of me feels like if this thing goes in in its current state, like we, there is an issue of you know people will will start to live in a place that has not previously been lived in, and um, you know might make a lot more noise complaints or complaints about the public use of the space. Right, right. right. You know, we all want to be part part of something. Until it disturbs you in the slightest. Yeah. And then it's just like, get this out of here. And that's a very complicated space, too. I made a comment about it. And someone, you know, because it's, you know, the, the property that they bought is private property and someone can sell it. They mm-hmm. can buy and sell. That's, that's, you know, that's not debatable. But all of the tin can property itself, it's like this conglomeration of property owned by the potash facility, by the port facility. Yes, there's a so, big potash shed, like just just to your left when you're standing on the on, on the on and the and all of the former property is still is still owned by the port. Right. So it's which is a federal property. Um, if you have any familiarity with the um, AIM, uh, oh, uh, group I'm familiar across, with AIM across the harbor. Not AOL Instant Messenger, you '90s kids. Yeah. No, this is this is a. Um, Let's call it an explosion factory. An explosion. It's an egregious use of of, of waterfront uh, by an American player that do nothing. I mean, there's 20 jobs that people have that if they couldn't replace those jobs, I can't understand why those jobs are important. Uh, but basically, they just like like Neil said, they they recycle cars. Um, they don't actually squish them and squash them, squish them and, and squash them, them in cubes, and sometimes things blow up. And they've consistently, you know, thumbed their noses at things like regulations. Yeah, there was this a couple of years back. I think it was they did like a town hall. The guy who oh. owns this place, yeah. and didn't really make aim look super good. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't if that care. Was their aim. They, yeah, they failed. They, 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 like, and they don't care that that that's part of it. I yeah, mean, b- because like they they don't have to deal with you know like the city council and the residents of St. John can cry all they want, but the port authority is a federal authority, and uh, and that's who you got to deal with. Like the province has no say. Like everybody can go what, and it doesn't matter. And these guys don't care. Anyways, so our beloved Tin Can Beach is part of that sort of like a very complicated piece of property. Uh, the land is horrifyingly polluted by past industry. And, you know, if you were to develop that area, there would be, I can't even imagine the millions of dollars in in, in costs in simply um, remediating the soil. Yeah. Um, now, you might look at me and think I'm a soil expert, but you'd be wrong. I don't know anything about that. Um, but I do think that, you know, whatever goes in this place, it really has to let the pre-existing beach area lead it and not 
the other way around. We don't want a case of the tail wagging the dog here. Right, which is what I think some of this development has is 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 in danger of doing, right? You know, like like it's uh you know, and, and I understand there's business owners, there's people here like we need you know that that they 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 crave more bodies uptown. Um, you know that to 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 sustain their their businesses and tax base and stuff like that. I understand. I understand that. I guess the other thing that kind of like, you know, a lot of the conversation we've been having here recently has been about affordable housing. And thank you, Abigail, for coming in. La- uh, shouts for, out to for, Abigail. Shouts out to Abigail. It was great having you with us. And that was part of our conversation is like affordable housing. And they're saying, A, they're saying that this thing is going to be open in like five years and that they're looking. It's a tall order right there. It's also, that's a pretty long construction time too. And one, one person who did complain, that was one of those things like five years, build it, you know, like, like don't, don't spend five years doing this. You're going to disrupt everybody while you're doing it for five years. But they're saying that, you know, there's some of the units are going to be like a thousand dollars. And it's like, okay. Under no definition of affordable housing is a thousand dollars for a bachelor apartment really affordable. Like, like it's less expensive than some. Yeah, but I wouldn't exactly say. I don't look at that and I'm like, wow, that's affordable. Affordable. Uh, and I think that the reality is, is that by the time that you know, by the time that building gets built in say five years, whatever apartment they're thinking of selling for a thousand dollars now will be twelve or thirteen or fourteen or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we have that's that's a long ways away. It is a long ways away. Anyways, um, you know, like part of why we wanted to do this podcast was to talk about some of these things and and these issues. Um, and I remember in your very first intro. You use this great word liminal, like liminal spaces, yes. right? And uh, I love and, me some spaces that are liminal, and they're so critical. Like I didn't realize these 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 places that are are sort of, in some ways, heart and souls of of the actual people who are invested in the area and the community, and in terms of investment, not just financially, but sort of like emotionally invested in it. And I think that's who we're trying to represent here when we talk about this stuff is like, yeah. there's a lot of us who are emotionally invested in this town and this city. And we believe in, um, uh, we believe in the value of arts. We believe that the arts that are being created here are of actually uh, exemplary quality. That's right. And, and it's, 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 it feels, it does feel like we're, uh, uh you know, solo voices, um, you know, shouting against, uh, uh, shouting against the condos and, and, you know, and, and, do. and then people, I was called a contrarian today and, you know, it's basically, you know, why don't you go out? You? The, yeah, I know. Go out in the lawn and shake your, you know, shake your arms at the, you know, like shake, shake, shake your fist to the clouds. It's good, and, good bit of exercise that. It is like, I got to get it somehow. And actually I was talking to another contrarian today. Uh, I went in and said, said goodbye to John Ainsworth, um, who, uh, who, who yes. owns Printing Plus. And he's been at 52 Canterbury for uh, for quite some time. Yes, if you've, uh, for the listeners, if you've ever walked down Canterbury Street sometimes at night and you've heard uh, <laughs> the dulcet tones of a band practicing from way, way up, that's because there's a famous jam space yeah. um, on the upper floors of 52 Canterbury. And um, yes, John Ainsworth uh, owned that building and rented it out quite reasonably. Yes, and and on the positive side, uh, the, new, the, the, peop- the new owners of the building 
have committed to keeping the 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 jam space. We love that. We, we love, love that. to hear it. Yes, I mean, I mean, the reality is, is that the cost of actually refurbishing that space so that people they could rent it out for any reasonable amount of money is more than they're willing to invest. Uh huh. Um, but that's the nature of you know like of these kinds of enterprises that we do. So, anyways, I went in to say goodbye to John, and John talked about you know, you know, like he's often accused of being, you know, contrarian and, and, uh, and, you know, like a difficult person to deal with. And ultimately he's just passionate about the city and what he believes is important to it. And if that colors me as a contrarian and a negative person, here I am, you know, and it's like, yeah, I'm just up, I'm uploading your address to Twitter. Just so if anyone has any complaints, <laughs> they could take it right to your doorstep. What is my Twitter handle? Um, it is, is it at Peter Platinum? Yeah, it's at Peter Platinum. That's I think right. it is. Yep. Yeah. I don't use I hope Twitter. it is. I hope that's not like some, uh, adult film star and we're <laughs> going to send a bunch of people. I know there. I wish. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so I mean, but I think it's an, anyway, so I had a, con- I had a couple of conversations today just talking about it and like everyone is, you know, like, like everybody's excited when there's some investment. Um, I just w- wish we could be more critical and better thinkers about what we're getting invested, who's investing and why they're investing. Mm. And what, uh, you know, what that project is going to look like and before, like 5, 10, 15 years from now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I would encourage, if you're listening to this, um, go on over to your email client, put in tincanchroniclespod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, if anything should be put down there. And and totally persuade me. And I, yeah. I've, I've, I've had a couple of people talk about, and I understand that it's important that we have some investment here. That's right. It's and, and, and it's good that people would want to move here. But I just don't want it to be totally at the cost of the people who have been here and working here and existing and creating here for the last decades. Well, I think on that note... It's time for a tune. Time for a tune. I think it's. Uh, I think uh, we're going to do a little locals covering local session, right? That's right. Right um, on. So let's kick it on over to the local covering another local. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Oh, 
Sure. So we just heard the one, the only, Mr. Adam Kirsten on the track. Um, Peter, let's give her, let's give Adam a little introduction, shall we? Where would you where would we where would one know Adam from besides every show in St. John? <laughs> uh well, I mean, yeah, from most of the shows and and Adam was a Adam was kind of a regular uh when I moved here. Um and I first I think the first time I really saw you play was at that insane roll up the rug like the show at the Taco Pica, the legendary Taco Pica show. Roll up the rug? Uh to win? No, what roll that rug? Roll that rug, which roll is that rug. Okay. which as an adult watching people run up and down a, a, a sidewalk at full speed chasing a carpet. Uh, my insurance vibes were like, oh, this is terrible. But that was a uh, yeah, that was uh, that was kind of like a gateway for me into to like a lot of people. We uh, Abby talked about Cole talking to her when she first moved here, and that was when I first kind of at Taco like, Pica at Taco Pica. And that show was kind of like when I kind of got a bit of more of a sense because basically it was just a bunch of people that I didn't really know very well. And that show really kind of like tied a lot of things together. Uh, your performance being like incredible. <laughs> it was really something else. It was something. It was something. But um, Wait, yeah. What was going on with the rug though? Like I, that, I feel like you're burying the lead here a little bit. <laughs> so you were running like, after a track. carpet? Well, I stayed inside because staying inside is my vibe. Okay. Uh, right. But uh, my dear friend and uh, mastermind, Chris Braden. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's orchestrated this game before uh, called Roll That Rug, which is uh, sort of a full contact, uh, competitive rug rolling sport. Um, Sport, sport adjacent things. So, so you're like you're like running behind the rug, like rolling it up. Yeah, trying but to get the nicest a, roll. There's a competing team trying to roll the rug in the other direction. Oh, yeah. So, so it's like a whoever gains the rug court advantage will be able to use that momentum to finish rolling the rug and then win. But there's oh, yes. a lot of falling. Uh, there's, I feel a like there are like rules, elbow but, checks. And yeah, things like probably. That. Yeah. But I'm wow. not a participant, you know. I'm... I want to play this immediately. Who's got rugs? If you're listening to this <laughs> oh. and you have just a bunch of long ass rugs lying around, get in touch. The wind tunnel, like Broadview, would be a good. Uh, that would be a good stretch to actually roll a rug down. Yeah, I agree. But it's like there's a fairly steep cant to the the street here, right? Yes. So somebody's going to be at a disadvantage. <laughs> I think um, we we hop the fence and we get into like the potash yard. Yeah. Get inside that shed. We're good. Um, Adam, it's really nice to see you. Yeah, likewise, it, it, fellas. It's great to hear you sing some songs, and uh, and uh, thank you for participating in this because no, it's not easy to yeah. do anything. Participating is just <laughs> it's, not my scene. <laughs> it was. I will be honest. It was. It was one of those. It's like, okay, I'm gonna message Adam. He's gonna say no, and there we go, and I'll move on. And 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 you were. Far less reticent than you sometimes can be. Sure. Thank you, Peter. Because uh, I don't know if you know this, but you're actually on a podcast right now, right? How do you feel about this? Uh, you know, I've, I don't know. I've resigned myself to having no self-respect, so it's okay. <laughs> Join us. It feels <laughs> great. I said goodbye to that a long time ago. I was good and ready to start a podcast, to say the least. When Peter came and, and, and asked me, I was ready. 
So, so we asked you, I, I asked you to reprise, like you did uh, one of the sort of the first locals covering locals things and you did a, a, a Sadie song, which was when she was in the band called None. Like, yeah. Right. So she's recorded this under her own name as well. Yeah. Uh, there's an EP on Bandcamp that she's released under the name Sadie that has this on it. Uh, I'm playing a little bit truer to the Nun arrangement just with rock guitars and uh, my trusty drummer, Dan. <laughs> who is a Casio Tone MT-100, I think. Doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, didn't miss a single beat. Um, but yeah, none was a, a kind of flash-in-the-pan thing in 2014. Um, Sadie, Cole Savoy, uh, Drew Sweet, and Gavin Downs yeah. uh, playing super loud punk music with uh, Sadie's beautiful vocals. And uh, I, I think, liked that a lot. I enjoyed, yeah, me too. I, 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 that, that's one of the... I find one of the interesting things about Sadie is that I think that she can really, I can't really think of anything that she can't do if she really decides if she wants to be in a punk rock band. Yeah, it's infuriating. Right, you can be a, you, right, you can be a punk rock band. Or, <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's quite, and, and what was the, and uh, what was the add-on there? Uh, so I snuck in a, a, a bridge, let's say, <laughs> uh, which was about 60% of you cha- you've changed by Shotgun Jimmy. Shotgun. Uh, which was off his, I think, 2009 EP, Paint It Pink. Nice. I believe you're right. Uh, yeah, which uh, is a, a solid jam. Indeed. Front back. I love it. wonder where, where, where is, uh, where's Jim now? I think he's like in the woods of Manitoba. Right. Uh, he got yes. a BFA and he's been doing like yeah. really cool visual art stuff Neat. in a bunch of different mediums. Uh, but that would have been released and recorded while he was living in Sackville. I mean, we certainly trash talk Sackville a fair amount, but there was certainly a time and that it was really was quite a remarkable sort of sort of gathering ground for Absolutely, a lot of yeah. really incredibly talented people, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, in fact, I think we had to we had to cut most of the Sackville talk from last episode just because there wasn't room for it. No, and yeah, I mean, and apparently we had endless capacity to badmouth it, and uh, we opted to uh, it's a leave. complicated relationship. It's a I'd complicated say. relationship. Uh, yeah, so we just decided to just to leave it on the uh, on the cutting room floor. So, uh, Adam, I know you from uh, one of one of the ways I, I know Adam is um, yeah, basically anytime you go to a show in St. John, um, you will see Adam near the back. With his, it's, I trust it's an iPad that's got sure. like the the interface yeah. for for the sound. He's always, always, always doing sound, which you haven't obviously had much opportunity to do for reasons in the last year. Uh, have you missed it? I have. Yeah. I mean, as a a musician and performer, I certainly miss that more. But just being able to contribute to the music community in general, like. I don't know. I don't like to be any place or do anything unless I feel like I have a purpose mm-hmm. and mixing shows is, is one of those purposes, I guess. Uh, but feeling like I'm kind of helping to build something, especially considering how special the, the music community has been to me over my long and horrible life. But also in the past few years, especially, uh, we really gained some momentum before, uh, you know, COVID took it all away. You're, you're sounding great. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> Sounds like you haven't missed a step. Is that a and is that a pandemic guitar that you played today? Uh, well, it's a depressive episode guitar that I played today. <laughs> right. Uh, Hell I don't yeah. drink, so I just get spendy. Right. But yes, I, I bought this guitar recently. Do you have any guitars that are? are I do have guitars. Yes. That are 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 are, Wait, really? are are joyful guitars, like like that that you were like, oh my god, I really want this guitar, and you just bought it. 
Uh, I mean, I have instruments that people in my life have bought for me, and those are like specifically really special to me. Yeah. But I don't. No, I don't make decisions out of a place of joy ever. Right, so. right, right. It's it's an it's a really it's an interesting thing. I've I've known Adam now for about I guess about, about five years for as long yeah. long, long as I've uh, long as I've lived here, and we're really different. But my God, <laughs> chalk and cheese, right here. <laughs> yeah, but but somehow it's like a, it's a, it, it's a pleasure doing stuff with you it's uh it it uh it's it's a bit inspirational and uh and i know that you can't actually turn this down right now as is your want normally when i try to compliment you um sure so, i can i can offer a counterpoint <laughs> yeah but then we can edit it out that's yeah. the magic of podcasting i guess um i can chop up all your words and make it sound so you're, like you're saying uh yes peter thank you i love you <laughs> But it's uh, yeah, it's like we're all missing we're all missing that connection and the the weird rooms and the kids, as you say, although they're all in their twenties and balding now. Yes, uh, everyone's balding. It's it's hot. <laughs> uh, really, super appreciated you coming and playing for us. Yeah, thank you. Um, not just not just the song that you prepared and performed, but also uh, the getting the levels song, which uh, which you improvised. Might be the jam of the summer. I think we'll have to put a little snippet of it in here so you can hear it. Oh, Christ. <laughs> it's going to be the Daft Punk Get Lucky of 2021, folks. You heard it here first. Uh, Adam, thank you so much. This has been a true pleasure. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Adam. All right. That was Adam K of Adam K and his hired friends. And I highly suggest you go check out their band camp. Once again, Adam K and his hired friends. Um, I referenced... Hang on. Oh yeah, yeah. Take your time. Um, where'd you go? Uh, yeah. There's a there's a there's an there's a place in Portland, Maine called uh, Thompson's Point, mm. and it's a performance area, and it's like a developed, and it's it's a low impact development. Um, is it uh, waterside or near waterside, the waterfront? Waterfront, hell yes. Low impact, like there's no, like there's no, like they didn't put buildings on there. They simply put stages, and you know they put concrete, the, the slabs and bath, you know, like like so the infrastructure exists on top of it. Okay. So they didn't have to dig into it. They didn't have to. Oh, I don't know. Put say underground parking there. They didn't have to put underground parking, and they didn't have to deal with the with the you know like. Anyways, so I, I feel like you, you were right. Parking is like either oh my God. too much parking or not enough parking. Uh, okay, it is the eternal struggle. It seems. Let's let's not lose this one. Um, okay, so yeah, we're getting into the parking talk here, yeah. Corey. I hope you're getting this. <laughs> this is dynamite. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was our first uh, locals covering local session uh, today. That was and that's right, and it was damn good. It was good, and uh, yeah, they're, they're, it's it's fun doing this. Uh, it's great being able to showcase the our local our local scene and, and the and, locals they're covering and the locals that they're covering. But as a genre now, hey, I, I, I he's feel, putting on his genre hat. I feel as a genre, I've been here for almost it's five a camo years. Now. Alpine hat that came out of the two four. <laughs> right, exactly, yes. exactly. So. One of the things that has struck me uh, since I've lived here is the absolute insane fascination and with parking. Yeah. Um, I feel like parking is always one of those things. If you aren't hearing about it, it will be a very, very short amount of time until you hear about it again. Yeah. We somehow seem to have 
too much parking or not enough. Right. Um, now, as somebody who does not own a car, it's usually water off my back. Me too. But I do notice it all the time. I, I, like Which I, is it? What is our parking situation? I don't... I Why mean, does it bedevil us so? I think it's because... We're we're called up, our, our downtown is called Uptown. Yeah, and it's and called don't uptown. get it wrong. And don't get it wrong. But it's part of it's called reason I believe it's called Uptown is because it's on a fucking hill, and yes. it's like there is no way to approach Uptown that does not involve climbing a hill at some point. That's right. There's just it's not possible. So I believe that that's part of the difficulty is that wherever you park. Unless you can find one parking spot right in front of wherever it is that you're going, mm-hmm. you are going to have to walk uphill. Yeah, that's right. You gotta you gotta slant in your future. You gotta slant in your future, and I think that Prepare that accordingly. Is, and I think that is something that that and and I can relate to that because I love St. John, but oh my god, I hate these hills. Like I will go, I I will take the most roundabout route to avoid that walk up Princess Street, man. Like from from from. Uh, uh, from water to to mm. Germaine, that is a killer. But I mean, if you really want to do some like intense training, just keep just do that hill over and over. And I saw over some dude again. doing that on a bike, like yeah. just basically biking do it. up and down, up and down. I was like, you're it's insane. like strength training. It's like I'm going to do the hill, and maybe if I do five laps, I'll stop in at the subway <laughs> for a treat. <laughs> But yeah, so parking is like this huge thing. It's always a topic of conversation. And did there? I believe I saw a sign somewhere. Um, and it was kind of poking fun, but it was like, but where will we park? Like, that was like the slogan, like, 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 there are, well, somebody please think of the children. (laughs) Where will they park? (laughs) Oh my God. Anyways. And, and so as all the parking gone, as someone who has, uh, has, uh, attempted to park tour vans in places like Washington, DC and New York city, I, cannot tell you how funny this conversation seems to me. It's like, well, you could go down to the parking lot down by the water and then no. walk up the hill. Right? How dare you? I'd sooner die. <laughs> Anyways, parking. Leave my corpse in front of Callie's at the foot of the hill. I ain't going anywhere. Man, there's several times that I've stepped out of Callie's that I was pretty certain I was going to be a corpse at the bottom of the hill. It's like, that is the most inaccessible building in the history of buildings. It's like stone cold sober on a sunny day with no ice on the sidewalk. It's you're, I still fall in and out of that venue all the time. It takes me a few steps to stop myself on that hill. So like, I I go past the door and then kind of go up a little bit. (laughs) Or I just... You know, go into the turn and kind of like lean in, lean on the wall inside, and then go in. Unrelated to this at all. Go I have, off. I have news. Yes. What's the news? We have t-shirts. We have t-shirts. Yes, they're on. They're, they're being printed right now. Are you serious? I know. Do they have our our cute little dog logo on them? We have. They have the beloved little doggy on oh it. Oh my god! When and how can people get these t-shirts, Peter? Well, I would say you know, uh, stay tuned to the TinCanChronicles.ca. Follow us on our social media. That's right. And, uh, and I'm talking Twitter. I'm talking Instagram. I'm talking Facebook. I'm talking email. You name it, we will. We will. That's uh, four. Just don't phone us. <laughs> yeah, if you ever phone us, like we will, uh, we'll, we'll. I don't know. Do something horrible with the T-shirt before we send it to you. 
<laughs> but actually, that's not true because we'll like, yeah. Anyway, so the we'll teacher- Mail you garbage and then a t-shirt after that. So we're, there's going to be t-shirts. Uh, I don't know exactly how we're going to make it so that people can access them. Um, I, you know, I'd like to- suggest that maybe if people wanted to support our podcast and see us do more of them, um, you know, maybe buy a couple of t-shirts and, uh, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we're going to get a whole campaign started. Um, picture it. That's me. <laughs> I am on a bearskin rug in front of a fireplace. Oh, Burt Reynolds. Only a t-shirt. That's right. <laughs> Burt Reynolds. I am exactly <laughs> copying that Burt Reynolds playgirl, uh, wow. uh, photo shoot. Yeah. You know, I can totally do it. Hey, does anyone have a bearskin rug? <laughs> Or like, I don't know, some sort of smaller type of animal rug. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Porcupine skin rug. <laughs> well, this has gotten derailed. Yeah. Uh, um, so we were talking about parking, and then we were talking about T-shirts. What else? Uh, um, let's thank some. Let's thank. Let's the, thank the sponsors. This is our. This is our third episode, and we and when we we sort of uh, undertook this, we agreed to do three episodes. That's right. That's um, our contractual obligation. Our contractual obligation. Um, I. I, we've had a really good time. Um, the, there's been some pretty positive response and, uh, and, and, uh, would like to uh, get Neil to thank our sponsors for us. All right. Uh, so a big shout out, of course, to, uh, our OG sponsors, Weaver Crawford Creative. Thank you so much for getting our website looking so pretty and all the other things that you do. Um, who else should we thank? Uh, oh, of course, the Canada Council. That was a bit, by the way. <laughs> I knew exactly what I was going to do. I just wanted to see if you I knew fall for too. that all the time. You should see him. He just put, he just put his hand to his head and was like, no. <laughs> but seriously, uh, we acknowledge and more than acknowledge, appreciate the support of the Canada Council for the Arts, the government of New Brunswick, and Music Music NB. Exactly. How about that? That's perfect. Like you really have got that. Like that role is really good. I say it every night before I go to sleep, <laughs> and then it just gets into my brain. So um, let's play another song, and then uh, and, and and come back and and let's talk about government. Yeah, let's talk about government. Next up, we have a new track from Stephen Hero and Bryden Crane. Now you may have heard Stephen Hero without knowing it. Uh, it's the alias of one of our very first guests, David R. Elliott. And uh, he and Bryden Crane have a brand new song. It's called Forever Now. You gotta put that shit aside Shit, I've had enough humility Heckling from hillbillies There's just a monster willing me That seems to need to eat MCs Better believe it, love it or leave it It's nothing to me, just a text that got sent And then deleted Don't need to be conceited Conceived it, achieved it It's not mission completed But you need to concede it See, it's something so simple, so simple I mean, it's silly Just kill me if you catch me Dropping some shit that was frilly Never Ever. 
I made my peace on these beats, I'm staying underground All the shit I do for my city, I'll live forever now I don't wait around or wait around in nobody's style I never water down, I lay it down like ceramic tile So settle down, or somebody will see you out They seek you out to meet you just to see if they can squeeze you out Ring you out and how, when they know they wanna leave you out Bring you down, now it seems they need you if they see you out You know what I'm about, digging wells in a drought Give them hell if I fell, found my step back on route What I tout, what I shout, what I know, what I do What is true, what is news, what I paid, that was dues You could snooze, that'll do, what I proved, that was proof I'm that ruthless dude, kicking blues and some tattered shoes Shatterproof, uncouth with the tunes Spit blood and truth, past two missing tubes Snotty nose flow, so obtuse sense of youth Let me through, let me loose Sleeping here on the booth, baby lot going on in the world of government these days. The budget. The budget, the yeah. The federal budget just came down. Yeah. Um, Krista Friedland did that. And there was a little bit of news for people in the live music biz. Yeah, there was, you know, in the 700 and some pages, there there is some support and acknowledgement uh, uh, federally certainly not provincially, uh, of the, uh, the value of uh, cultural industries. Mm-hmm. So there's a very specific line item. I think it's $70 million over three years, which is a pretty significant investment in the live industry. Okay. Uh, which is, you know, that is one of the industries that has been completely, you know, crushed uh, by, by COVID-19. Yes, listeners, you may have noticed you probably haven't been able to see anything live for what I hope are obvious reasons. Uh, so this aims to redress that. And it's uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they roll the money out, who's going to be, you know, who's going to be in charge of that. Um, there's uh, the SEMA, which is the Canadian Independent Music Association. Association. Uh, they're involved, so they're and they're a credible organization. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so we're just waiting to hear what it's going to actually mean. Um, I've heard some conversation that it that it's quite positive in that it will go towards, you know, venues and their ability to pay artists. Okay, that's uh, which, very encouraging. Which is very encouraging. Like that's far more encouraging than you know, Live Nation getting a check oh. for X amount of dollars to you know put on a bunch of shows that that don't actually support local music in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, seventy million. That could cover a few service charges. <laughs> that could cover a few service charges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so that that's interesting. Then it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know. Um, what survives from this budget? Mm. Um, if this budget triggers an election, um, because we've already had like a bunch of venues, you know, go under, give up, give up the ghost, as it were. Yeah, like in in all sorts of you know all sorts of jurisdictions, our 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 own you know uh, our beloved Tacopica, um, and um, you know there's just a. I mean, I guess part of it for for me, what I what I'm. We've never had a music venue here. We don't have a music venue. We have we, we have, have bars. We have bars. Places that have other uses that are used to play music, but not like yeah. Oh, what's a good example of a, a space that's just a venue? 
Well, I mean, I think the capital is a really good example. Yeah, capital and Fredericton um, is a and, great example. And it, and I think part of it is is like a place that a place where music is presented that doesn't also present slot machines, right? Uh, uh, which is a very which is a rare combination. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going through my mental Rolodex here, and I'm like, slots there, slots there, video kino there. Yeah, I mean that's a huge. I mean, like, like that that's part of the you know the underlying disparity of all of this is that you know like our our, our music business is is you know kind of funded um, you know through gambling um, mm. because that's the you know they they're 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 not it's 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 fraught. I, I actually I have very quickly. I'm going to tell a. a an amazing <laughs> Gus's 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 pub Halifax Gus's pub in Halifax there. Gus's pub in Halifax and uh, we did this Gravel Tapes series and we had Amy McGrath and um, and little you little me playing so we went down to play a show at Gus's and it was terrible like most shows at Gus's are unless you have like a really super strong local and a promoter who actually lives in your city promoting the show right um so but one of the things about Gus's is that they have a very very uh robust uh, uh video uh lottery ter- terminal it's, section if memory serves you have to go through it to access the bathroom. Uh, and there is a little part of my brain that is like, ooh, look at all I, those slots. I think they, 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 had to, they had to replace that, but they, there's a box that these machines live in. Okay. Anyways, we had a terrible show. Not that many people came. Eamon was great. Little Yulemi was great. We had a cool local opener that were, were awesome as well. Maybe Crossed Wires? Yeah, I think it was Crossed Wires, who, who I really love. And um, anyways, a guy came out of the video terminal. Uh-huh. Out of the box. Out of the box. And he was a winner. He had been a big time winner. Okay. So he bought, I had some Gravel Tapes Music Club t-shirts, which of course weren't selling because people don't buy t-shirts very much. Uh-huh. And uh, so he came up and he's like, oh, these are great. I, I want to buy 10. <laughs> so I sold him I sold him 10 of the smalls and the extra smalls because they weren't selling and I didn't want to give up my mediums and my larges. And then he took, and then he went and he bought merch. He bought merch from everybody. Like he bought merch from, like he bought all the merch from Little You, Little Me. He bought all of Eamon's merch. And he had just won at the lottery terminal. Like how much are we talking here? I think he won like a thousand bucks. Jeez. Like okay. I, like swinging bells or like, you know, like some some ser- serious payout. And he was a regular there. So they, so anyway, so this is, we're, we're celebrating this because the show was so bad and we weren't going to be getting very much money from the and door. And all of a sudden, like a bolt from the blue. As, it was like, and it was like, you know, it truly, it, it, it's an actual, you know, like a real actual example of how government supports the arts. And it's because like somebody got loaded and won. But- this gets even better. What? I know. Like it's it, it was this such is already a, delightful. I know. It was a golden night. So anyway, so he of course was hammered and proceeded to fall asleep at the table at one of the tables uh in the venue. And there were multiple tables to choose from. Uh-huh. As I mentioned, the show sucked. There weren't a lot of people there. So, so there you were, could really throw your weight around. You could just pick wherever. He could fall asleep at any table. Anyways, they eventually because I think apparently you're not allowed to be passed out drunk in a, in a bar that has served you liquor. I think that's not a thing you're supposed to be able to do. Uh-huh. So you got to find another place. <laughs> got so they asked him to move along. And he did. 
And in the process, he moved along and left about 80% of the merch that he'd bought. <laughs> so, so not only did we get funded, were we, was I able to move all of my small and extra small t-shirts, uh, but most of it came back to us because he was too drunk and left the... Uh, the establishment. Now that's beautiful in a lot of in a lot of ways. I'm just imagining, you know, obviously it's it's a little bit less intense now that he's left 80% of it behind, but imagine like being this guy and just waking up and you open your eyes and you feel oh. a headache and then you're just, you feel something like pressed into the small of your back. So you're like, what's that? And you look down and you've just got all these tapes oh, that was... you're somehow sleeping on. You're like, what did I do last night? And I, I, at one point he came back to the table and like emptied out all his, cause he'd been at the slots. He had like a, like jars of like, you know, change in his pocket. He's like, how much money do I have? And it was like, it was like 19 bucks or something like that. He's like, oh, I got to buy something from the opener. So I remember he bought like a t-shirt from, uh, from, you know, Crosswire. It's like, you know, he was, he was representative. It was nice that he wanted to spread. I like that. It was spread the wealth. He just wants, he wants a little something from everybody. Oh, what a night. Holy smokes. But yeah, so that was, I'm not sure. How did, so now, how did we get there? Do you think that part of the $70 million could be used to um, install at each venue uh, a video slots player who also really, really likes indie music uh, and maybe they get a win on the night of a show and they just want to share the wealth. Maybe you could have like, uh, you could have like one of those, uh, like a sort of like a, a wellness meter version of a, a, of a slot machine. So that if you chose to, it's like basically if you choose to play this slot machine, 50% of your winnings will go to the artists that are performing. And maybe you have like the, the odds are better. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, we may be onto something here. Well, <laughs> you know, hey, why you know because obviously, uh, uh, you know, VLTs and gambling can be a bit problematic. Let's just get some like fairground games in there. What if you have one of those things where you have a giant mallet and you have to hit the thing really hard, and if it goes up, boop, smacks the bell, ding, 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 ding. Oh boy, fifty fifty. Uh, half goes to the bands and half goes to you, and maybe they they want to use that half to uh, buy some sweet t shirts. Neil, is yes. it too late for you to enter the municipal elections? Have we missed the deadline for not, not for, for nominating you? Um, well, I like to think I'm beholden to no laws, so we could just try it. <laughs> I mean, you know, some of the folks they've got running here. I mean, uh, why not? Uh, uh, why not? So we were having just a discussion <laughs> off microphone <laughs> as to what exactly we can and cannot say. While we figure this out, here is another song, another Locals covering Locals session. This is from Juniper, playing a track from Den Mother.
It's Juniper. Hello. You just heard her. <laughs> uh, you just heard her playing a Den Mother song. It's called Fish Cars, I want to say. That's correct. Uh, yeah, that's a, a, I mean, Den Mothers, it's like, I think it's a, we were also talking when we, when we had um, Dumpster Cup here, we, we're, we were all talking about our, our admiration and love for, for Den Mother and Sab. Yeah. Love um, is not too strong a word. No, it's not. It was a, <laughs> really quite a remarkable presence here in New Brunswick for a little bit. And I'm yeah. a, a little sad that she's moved back to Ontario, but I also kind of get it. Totally. But I, I actually made a pact with myself that when people mean something to me, I am going to tell them rather than just kind of sitting here with a lot of admiration for someone and never sharing it. So when I heard she was leaving, I wrote her and I said, I just want to tell you, you've made a huge impact, at least on me personally, but I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, it was, it was needed. Like like I said, it's, you know, bittersweet because, you know, living and creating and being here is not easy for, it's just not easy, Musicians. right? And mm-hmm. and at the best of times, it's it's complicated and complex. And and for some, I mean, she moved here. One of the interesting things that I that she said to me about her project was, even though she was going back to Ontario, she said that Den Mother was a the daughter of New Brunswick, mm. and because oh, she wow. she came down here in a very sort of very she had just she had just quit drinking. And a lot of things, and came down here kind of like a hot mess, and arrived by herself, and landed in Fredericton, and and um, you know, and and so yeah, so so Den Mother, she certainly sees it as a product of, even though it existed prior to this. Anyways, now why why did you pick that particular Den Mother song? Uh, what was it about fish cars? Um, well, I'm glad you asked. I, 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 I have a guess, but I'd like to hear what you say first. Well, first of all, I wanted to choose a local artist who was somebody who I felt needed to be, again, shown some respect. You know, I just feel yes. that she carved out a spot, especially as a female um, performer. She carved out a spot, and it's like you always hear these things about kids, you know, they didn't see themselves on TV. I didn't see myself in that punk scene of the 80s or 90s when I was here because I liked piano music mm-hmm. and, you know, pretty harmonies. Um, so when I saw Den Mother for the first time, I had been warned by someone. They saw me play and they said, have you seen Den Mother? And I said, no. And they're like, she's playing next right after you. I'm like, great. And I, I just stood at the front and stared. So I was, oh, sorry, I think I hit the mic. Um, so I was just really impressed with her. I felt like she was giving a voice to something that maybe I had never been able to do as a younger person, but mm-hmm. wished I had. Um, but that song in particular, okay, so the song Fish Cars. What I love about a lot of music is I love lyrics, for one thing. So I love it when artists aren't afraid to mm. give a little bit of, um, you know, to really trust their audience to listen a little closely. So what I love about that song is that the first line, my heart is an iceberg, Mm -hmm. doesn't really get referred to again until the very end when she comes into the chorus and explains, I swear you got a fucking smile that can melt a fucking iceberg. So she's referring to her heart. If you hadn't listened very carefully, you wouldn't get it. That, that f- it's all about the first line and the last line in a way. Yeah. So I love that you have to wait 
I love that she comes through with that amazing explanation of the first line of the song. And I just thought she's someone I want to... I actually had thought about Womb to Tomb or Dumpster Cub as well for covers, but I thought Den Mother is just someone I really wanted to show some respect to, I guess. When I asked you that that question, I, I was specifically thinking of You Gotta Fucking Smile, I Could Melt a Fucking Iceberg. Because yeah. it is so great. It's a great lyric. And just the rhythm, the rhythm of the fucks in that line <laughs> is so perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's really wonderful. Yeah. Um, we were singing along while you were while you were out here touching it up. We were just kind of humming along, like <laughs> it's hard not to. Yeah. So, so you're doing you you have solo stuff that you do, right? I have. I wouldn't yeah. say I've been overly active in that in the past couple of years. But. but you've been you've been playing a little bit. You guys, you have a new you do have a new new project that you're all yes. working on, right? Yeah, I'm in a. We're calling it now a songwriting collective. Okay. Oh. The Exhortations. Yes. Cool. So we started off as a band that was, um, we were really focused on basically one big gig. We kind of said, hey, let's do something fun to get people out to vote. And Judd Crandall was the sort of motivation for a lot of that who brought us all together. And then he was really busy with a lot of product uh, projects, but the rest of us were kind of eager thinking, we really love this project. So he said, why don't you guys just continue and do whatever you want with it? So we kept doing some of these ska covers, which was the original yeah. band. Yes. But we kind of realized all of us have songs we've been writing, but have never really had a full band project. Oh, cool. So Ryan Brown, for instance, he's contributed to songs. Sebastian Fleet, he's contributed a song. I know there's a couple more coming. We just haven't learned them yet. Um, Alex Ash. Yeah. Great songwriter. Two of the songs we play are hers. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. Myself, I contributed two songs. And so now we're kind of not just ska, we're sort of pop, right? Uh, punk, pop. I feel like my stuff's a little more pop rock. Yeah. But it's interesting that you can bring in, um, you know, multiple songwriters and, and sort of uh, all of it, uh, um, while everybody's songwriting styles are probably a little different when it's sort of all sort of processed through a constant, yeah. Then you're going to end up with this sort of like a you know basically everybody's reflection on everybody else's music, but it, there's going to be a continuity to it. Yeah, cool. So I, I didn't mention Damon Lev- too, Levine right? too. So Damon is a big driver in the exhortations. Yes, uh, and he he's in a couple of different projects, as you may know, Groove Masters as well. But a lot of the songs are his, and there's just something that has strangely made all the music is all fairly cohesive when we play, right? But it's all kind of different. And it's just interesting. And then we have the, we have Eric playing horn and viola as well. So it just kind of ties it all together and gives it a bit of a cohesive sound, though it's quite different styles. I mean the 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 etymology of bands and how they all come together <laughs> and wh- how you know how they work and you know like this sort of I mean yeah. I always loved those you know, they used to, I forget which magazine it was but they used to do these great graphs of bands right where you'd. Oh, see, like, where they know, came like, from. Like, and where, where they came from and what they did. <laughs> like a family sort of tree. I yeah. have seen an attempt to do that with St. John bands. It was very, <gasps> like, lots of little, <laughs> lots of connecting lines. There would be lots you know, of lines coming out of crisscrossing that. Crisscrossing and going hither and thither. It was, uh, it was quite complex. I should see if I can find it. I can't remember who did it, so if it was you, dear listener, I apologize. Send it to me. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was a beautiful performance, and I can't wait to listen to it again Thanks. on headphones. 
um, in between Peter and I talking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. And thanks to Sebastian Fleet and Doug Martin for joining me. And of course, Corey, both of you. Thank you. Oh, it was a pleasure. Uh, That's the wonderful Juniper uh, covering Den Mother's Fish cars. Fish cars. We're talking about the municipal the elections. municipal elections. Yeah, and, and and some of the uh, well, some of the rogues gallery that are, are 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 running. Yeah, we have a fellow from mayor who um, who uh, has a lot of beliefs, <laughs> a lot of conspiratorial beliefs. Uh, now, he has some thoughts about uh, you know Building Seven on September 11th was a controlled demolition. Uh, and now, is this the same candidate who simp- who recently had to fire his campaign manager? That's right. And but he so, also has some thoughts about you know oh I don't know vaccines vaccine, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know maybe the folks who uh, ran up on the Capitol back in January oh, had some boy. good ideas. <laughs> So he's one of our candidates. And, and, one of them. And in, in fairness, yes. he's not a leading candidate. No, I, I don't think so. There will be some people who vote for him. There will be, for sure. One <laughs> I'm of the, curious to see what that percentage looks like. So I presume that all, you know, all munis, municipalities are similar. So we have various wards and uh, different sections of, of the town. And one of the wards, and I'm terrible. I know that we're in Ward 3 here uptown, Tin Can Beach, we're in Ward 3. Yeah. So we had originally there were only two people offering for two positions, and now a third person has entered. So that's really good because personally, I was going to only cast one vote or write in a mailbox because one of the candidates who was running for our ward, um, I believe, is not deserving of a new job in politics. You're telling me you got a low opinion of this fellow? <laughs> yes. That is exactly what I'm saying, and you're a fucking genius, by the way. Just, uh, just, just to toss it out Corey, there. Corey, let's just snap that last part out. I want you're a fucking genius, by the way, so <laughs> yeah. I can play it every morning when I wake up. <laughs> but yeah, so so that so that's interesting because a third candidate just entered, and um, they're young and um, not. Uh, uh, anyway, like, really, you could just stop at young, yeah, you know? They're, they're young, exactly. They're <laughs> like young. That in and, itself and is kind of that, wow. wow. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. Neat. One of the other, one of the other, one of the other wards uh, has, I think, there's ten people running for. I think it. more than that. Like, I want to say it's somewhere between twelve and fourteen. Right. I looked at the rolls the other day, and it's it was there was a, a lot, lot of, of people. And all I could think of was like, oh man, I wish there was going to be a debate, and I wish there could be a clown car that could come up and and like oh basically, and here's Ward Four, and do, like, do, 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 and can we call up the Shriners? and get one of those little bitty bitty cars oh, I love those things now and in fairness there are some very very yes. good people running there are some people I'm very very excited about uh, voting for yep absolutely uh, and then the people who I'm not excited about voting for I just won't vote for right and I'm trying to figure out how I can trash them uh, in public without actually you know like getting myself in too much hot water yeah you know you speak wrongly you might have uh Let's just say you might have some uh, some taxi drivers attack you with a bag full of doorknobs or something. That's I mean, just a really, hypothetical. I know, but I mean, how low can these people go, right? I don't know. I think that's uh, if, if if these past few years have taught me nothing, it's like don't expect there to be like a floor. <laughs> people will dig right through it. They're going to get a big jackhammer out. 
and they're just going to go right through there. So don't even just don't even think about it. But uh, I, I think one of the things that's, I, I think one of the things that's interesting is I would say that uh, generally speaking, the municipal elections don't generate much interest with um, you know like young people, uh, and that there feels to me like there's more of a sense. And I think, you know, when we talk about the land, you know, like when we talk about developments and things that are happening here in Uptown St. John, uh, I think that the the reality is, is that there actually, it, you can actually uh, affect change working in municipal governments. Yes. Uh, and I think that there's a sense, a growing sense of that. And I think I, I, I feel relatively optimistic that there are some really good people out there, and I think more people are going to perhaps vote than may have voted in past municipal elections. So more of our peers, more of the people in the arts, uh, and more young people will actually go, you know what, I should probably vote here. And so that's my hope. Um, this is going to come out. So it's going to come out before the elections. So. Yeah, so please go and vote mu- municipally. Vote. It, you can. You, you really are, I can understand your logic for not voting federally or provincially, but I have. I truly believe that you know, as a as 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 members of our community here, uh, it really is in our best interest to go out there and vote for people who at least slightly represent some of your views. Exactly. Perhaps not related. Go on. Do you know what one of my favorite albums is? No. What is it? It's it's by a band called The Small Faces, and it's oh, called, I know The Small Faces. Yeah, they did this great record called Ogden's Gone Nut Flakes, and that is like absolutely one of my favorite albums of all time. And recently, uh, the last couple of years, it's been one that's it's been one that I've had in rotation uh, uh, in my head at the very least. Yeah, that's the one that's got like Sunshine of Your Love on it. That's a, is it, no, it's Sunshine of Your. It's something like that. Yeah. Anyway, it's a good record. I it's like a it great a lot. and 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 the packet like amazing. <laughs> And gone nut flakes. What a who who would come up with a name like that? Certainly not I. <laughs> hey, so uh, closing off, we're going to play a song by a uh, Mary Machine native uh, who we first got to know when he was in Moncton, who now lives in St. John. And we're going to be playing a track called All Along by Mel Viral. Give it up for Mel Viral, folks.
Um, cool. What a great uh, punk rock way to end things off on our third episode of yes, the Tin indeed. Can Chronicles. I think this was a really good one, Peter, don't you? I feel pretty darn good about this. Yep. Thank you. I've definitely got a spring in my step that'll <laughs> take, me, uh, take me back up the Broadview wind tunnel. I want to thank you, Peter, for uh, making this all happen. I want to thank you, Corey, in the booth. And I want to thank myself because you should do that. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, and uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks so much, Neil, for your uh, your participation and your help. And again, I'm saying the same thing, Corey, uh, and uh, of course, Alex, uh, Alex, and uh, Stephen Weaver Crawford, Weaver Crawford Creative, shouts out, and of course. Uh, while we're doing this wonderful uh, huggy-feely gratitude circle, I would like to acknowledge. No, we would like to acknowledge the support of the Canada Council for the Arts, the government of New Brunswick and Music Music NB. Uh, so, uh, our dear listeners, thank you for being with us on this journey. Uh, please like uh, uh, and subscribe to our stuff on YouTube. Um, leave our podcast a review on your podcast service of choice if you enjoyed it. Um, and keep watching the skies. There's more Tin Can Chronicles coming, uh, including t-shirts. All right. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye.